Hello all, welcome to yet another episode of Cricket Unplugged. This is your host Raghav. This is a special episode compared to the ones you have done earlier because we have a very special guest, my brother Varun, on the show. So he was a cricket fanatic just like me and Suraj are. And then over time, there is a certain distance that has been created with the game. As far as he is concerned, but still he follows the game and uh, it's more from a personal perspective. He is the one who introduced me to the game. I started playing the game, looking at him. So part of a large part of who I am now as an analyst and a fanatic is is a, is a due to him. So I, I wanted to get his views on the game when he was a fanatic and what has changed over time and overall get to know more about him and his views on the game. So welcome Varun to the podcast. Hey, thanks really a lot. Raghav. Glad to be here. So let's get started. So I think from my recollection, the first uh, big tournament or big uh, event in your life which converted you to a cricket fanatic was in 1996. Cricket World Cup in India. So I just wanted to cause I'm I'm a from a generation where probably in ninety-nine World Cup the Australian dominance mm. or the semi-final to be precise, the which is considered the match of the ODI match best ever ODI match till date. Of course. So those kind of memories made me a fanatic yeah. and a freak. And uh, probably a 2001 India Oscillator series, yeah. epic series which stays in everyone's mind mm-hmm. even now. But just curious to know from your vantage or your point of view, why that tournament is so special to you and are there any specific games, players that mm-hmm. are still etched in your mind like yeah. even, even now? Yeah, so that tournament was, I mean, so very big deal for people. Um, of my age, let us say, right? Uh, so 90s kids. So I was 10 years old when the World Cup came around, 9 or 10. And uh, I mean, I had just moved back to India from the US, like, you know, a few years before that. And I hadn't really gotten that much into the game. Um, so I used to play a little bit with friends on the street, etc. But I don't really remember watching any game before that at all. Mm-hmm. Actually, just one series I remember watching bits and pieces of before that was the England tour. Mm. So the Dravid and Ganguly yeah, made the debut. debut. Right. Um, so I remember watching that on somebody's, uh, on the TV at somebody's uh, place. Uh, but I don't remember much. But the World Cup of 96 was an event that took us all. I mean, so I mean, uh, so you must have heard the 81 All Out podcast with Siddhartha Vaidinath and Saman Subramanian as well, right? So yeah. they were talking about this as well. Um, and it is just, you couldn't escape that mm. that event. Wherever you go, mm. everybody was talking okay. about it. Mm. And I mean, the way I remember that is that, I mean, so we watch a lot of sports and I watch some tennis. I watch a bit of this and a bit of that, but it's always, I mean, so with a bit of a distance, what mm. makes you a passionate follower of a sport where it becomes integral to your I mean, your mood and the way you, I mean, uh, so it becomes an integral part of who you are. I mean, so I think you need to have that moment where you have some sort of an emotional high High. or a low. Mm, True, true. So it should hit you in the gut. 
Mm-hmm. Um, some moment like that which sort of shakes you up and makes you realize that this more than just a sport mm. and for me the 96 world cup semi final was that um, so i remember very clearly we were coming back from school um, i mean so we had a game period sport period or something mm. when the game started so the day night match right yeah, so day, yeah. what it uh, must have started around 2:30 2:30 so right. i think the last period of the day that day was games and i mean we were not really i mean so we just want to get back home quickly and watch the semi final and i remember going and talking to the security guard of our school oh, um, so in bangalore yeah. and he was listening to the game on his on the radio or radio. something like that and i remember he told me that it's one for one and one for two or something like that, right yeah. two wickets in the first over oh, we sorry. we went mad i remember running around in circles <laughs> on the field just high-fiving everybody and all that um and then we came back home in the shower auto mm. and it was just a very uh, yeah, i, I mean, mm. great experience i remember and then the guy came arvind deselva yeah. came his bat looks I mean, so it used to look so huge Loose. and broad each time you yeah. looked at it, um, and then the whole thing over the second innings and what happened after Tendulkar yeah, fell and one really wicket after the other, and that whole moment of Vinod Kamli crying. I mean, I mean, so we all know yeah. exactly what happened, but that it was a, I mean, even for someone who was not really a passionate fan at that point, it felt like a very personal loss. Personal loss, and that's when I realized that this is personal. So since then, mm. it became personal. and after that of course there were various games and various moments and i think one other i mean so i don't want to go into too much detail about particular games or players in the 96 world cup of course the sri lankan team and so on is always there and sachin was a big figure big in that figure. world cup very big mm-hmm. um but that was that tournament that so the way i felt when we lost in the semi finals um was what made me realize that cricket is going to be meaning a lot mm-hmm. to me uh going forward and the only other moment that um i mean so the best moment or the best day of cricket of course came 5 days later 2001 so the eden gardens day where dravid and lakshman batted the whole day, whole day. Mm-hmm. um and that sort of kick started my phase 2 of fanaticism with the game game um uh, so when i became a passionate follower of that particular indian team of saurav ganguly uh-huh. i mean uh, so you will recall So yeah, under Saurav Ganguly's captaincy, that particular Indian team. So for the next five six years, I was like a, uh, yeah. I mean, so I was like a nutcase. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch every ball. I would watch every practice game and so <laughs> on because I was a passionate follower. Yeah, but anyway, ninety six yeah, World Cup was what really made me a cricket follower because of that. Yeah, interesting because it's mm-hmm. I also can very much relate to you because ninety nine. World Cup. I don't remember watching it much. Yeah. Live when I was small, but I only recollect. I remember Sachin Tendulkar going back home after uh, his father's death, coming back the next day on the Kenya match. Yeah. To eight hundred against Kenya, Ganguly and Dravid's mammoth three hundred part run partnership, but Ganguly hit his highest score of four hundred eighty three. Correct. Against Sri Lanka, and then the best ODI match till date, the semi final. Right. So a lot of memories. So that tournament fixed my. I think at then the 2001 series. 2001 series. Is the series exact? That is a turning point for many people. Yeah. In our our generation, so I can completely get it when it when you are involved in it. Yeah. Emotionally, I think it's tough to look at it as just 22 players playing on the field. Yeah. yeah. With some fans watching in the stadium, yeah. so it's much more than yeah. that. And on that note, right? I mean, so we were talking about coming back and finding the score and then coming back home and looking at what happened in the game and all that so that's something that i think now kids will know the score always because exactly. they have they their have phones phone and whatsapp and they, and they have yeah, they won't have yeah, so they even have the cricket for app as well and i'm 
don't want to sound like again the, i mean talking about past generation or this generation <laughs> because it's not too far back in the future actually it is 20 years wow anyway <laughs> but 2001 i remember very clearly so um so our friend bharatwaj of course um mm. uh, so very close friend of mine he's a or he was a huge fan of the australian cricket team. team and that was a fantastic australian cricket team to be a fan of for sure mm. um and so they won the first test match um and then we went into that particular day uh, so lakshman and dravid were batting overnight and i was pretty glum and we just went yeah, in because india and we had no way of finding the score mm-hmm. at that time i mean we, i mean you go to school i mean you don't yeah, even know what's yeah, happening and then you come back and turn on the tv true, true, so we came mm-hmm. back in the evening and i remember turning on the tv and ricky ponting was bowling so i remember this very clearly <laughs> so we should go back and check if it's really true i think ricky yeah, ponting might have bowled a few did overs ball more than 10 overs actually yeah, yeah very, so i think everybody did. except the keeper bowled yeah true, true. Um, even langer chipped in with his yeah. uh, offies i think in that game so yeah <laughs> slater also made a ball yeah, a couple slater of yeah, ricky ponting was with the ball and i wonder what the hell happened and i saw the score and it's still the same number of uh, yeah. i mean and still dravid and lakshman batting and i remember 4 400 runs i guess so for like a 10 seconds i was just um, frozen i didn't know i mean so what the hell is happening is it even i mean so am i hallucinating or what's happening and then came the surge of joy that oh joy my god i mean this is it's a big yeah. it's huge and then the next day we went actually went through and sort of won that won match that, and then yeah. went to chennai and pulled it over and that i mean of course was a great uh, yeah i mean so that's a great mm-hmm. test series i think the ashes series of 2005 comes Five. close but i think i mean for me personally personally mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so just to build on that so now we are seeing a resurgence of t20 cricket yeah across the globe and yeah. this is something which one me and suraj have discussed in detail in one of our earlier podcasts where we like are are we the odd one out the yeah. purist who believe that test cricket is the best format or why is test cricket the purest form and the most like from like even when you started off the podcast you said you still follow cricket and mainly test cricket so yeah. why is it that because we have our own reasons but when you look at the popularity mm. and the importance given by cricket boards like bcci etc their priority is to host the ipl even during the pandemic you know yeah they are not bothered about any test series or any fill- filler series yeah they just want ipl and you can understand from uh, revenue generating or cash Mm. perspective yes mm. it makes sense but mm. why is this cricket or why was it i don't want to use that word but why was it so big earlier and what has changed now yeah i don't know i mean so you go, going back to your question about as a purist etc so i don't know whether it's about making a value call about test being better etc i mean so uh, that's a different statement because i I mean if you think back to it some of the IPL games yes it's very one sided I mean so in the sense batsmen dominate mm. and so on but you get some fantastic close games so the one day I mean so last world cup yeah, final fine. can you get a game like that I yeah, mean so yeah. it's not about making a value oh, um, yeah. statement at exactly this point but it's format versus format yeah but it's more format. about liking I mean I do agree that it's hard to put in words but let me try I, i think it is about i mean when you watch a full good day of test match cricket 
the satisfied feeling that you get i don't know i think it's hard to replicate and especially if it i mean so when you have a good bowling attack so i i mean it's a very particular i mean if you have a flat pitch with a bad bowling attack it's not nothing going anywhere yeah. i mean True, yeah, it's exactly. like it can be torture to watch it you have to yeah, spice yeah. clear but i'm saying if it is mm-hmm. if you have a quality bowling attack that is sort of let loose um some solid batsmen who are trying to tackle that um i think the i mean so you do feel that i mean when you watch a good game of test cricket that players are really free to express themselves at the best of their abilities bowlers are not um don't have to stop bowling after four overs or whatever mm. you really feel that you are seeing a contest which is top notch yes um, yes um and the just the nature of a test match right i mean so it's not just about what happens during the play it's about the uh, the pre and the post right so you go i mean you have a full day's play it stops at a particular point and then you sort of think about it all evening all night you wonder what's going to happen tomorrow etc so you wake up in the morning you look at the pitch report i mean so you look to see whether there was any overnight rain whatever and then so they come up fresh but you already have the history of what happened yesterday, yesterday and yeah. they have to again start a fresh building one session over another the session same. and a lot of times these games go back and forth mm. um, so you have a team that slowly claws its Claw way it back through, into the game which yeah. happens over time so it becomes a part of your entire week yeah. and it yeah. um it's very immersive i mean mm. and while T20s can be immersive as well. I think the very fact that there are so many of them, I mean, so the IPL because I mean, there are so many games happening every day. Yeah. While there might be some top class cricket there as well, there's just the amount of games, the noise, and I think it's just a matter of also personal inclination. It's extremely uh, noisy and colourful and that, that sort of thing, which is too. fine. But um, I mean, I mean, I was watching a great. day of test match cricket so nothing more satisfying than that i think it just that agree yeah. yeah so just uh, sits in nicely right i mean sort of like i also mm-hmm. can completely understand i, I was was transported into a day five yeah. or the fifth day of a test match as you are you are, you are describing it because for people who have very short attention span yeah. even they were glued on to the heading latest yeah most recently so that is test cricket that is cricket i would say at, at, at its best But not test cricket i don't know i mean so we have to look realistically i don't know whether uh 20 years from now people will be watching it uh, i don't know and i'd like to hear your thought. thoughts on that i don't because i mean we keep saying that yes we need to do a test championship and and all of that we've been saying so i remember uh, i've been reading articles about the fact that we need to have a test championship so that it had each you know, game has yes, a context yeah. and those True. sort of things right and you're building towards something larger so that we can attract the next generation of watchers mm-hmm. and so on but uh, i mean we've been hearing now 15 years we still don't i mean we have it now but at the <laughs> end of 2 years somebody gets a somebody gets a trophy, trophy now yeah. i think there is talk of having a finals of the world championship at lords yeah, a lot right? yeah. i don't know i mean so post covid uh, yeah. all that but um, i don't know i don't know whether people will be willing or to invest so much of their time in watching a game sort of build up over time so i'll tell you one more reason why i 
um, I mean, so love Test match cricket. Multiple reasons, but um, in school and college, high school particularly, mm. I would um, all my studies. I mean, and, and you know this, whether it's for my tenth board or twelfth board or whatever it is, would yeah. be while watching cricket. True, true. Match, <laughs> and uh, some match on. Yeah. yeah. So. TV will be on at the games yes, yeah. <laughs> and I would have my book and I would just be looking at that and the game. Uh, I don't think that is doable with T20 <laughs> to be honest because it is so yeah, that's concentrated that, that, high octane action each ball and there's so much happening there's so much noise and so much energy and I mean whatever happening each ball so I think it is just part of my growing up I mean so when I would start the day early in the morning watch the pitch report what I mean watch all the pre-game analysis with Harsha Bogli etc and then the first ball starts and then the whole day's play and then watch the post game analysis or watch the whole thing mm. with my book open and in that 8 hour period i would probably get like 2 or 3 hours of studying done which was still good because <laughs> so i got something done to post the day so it is i mean so it was part of a i mean it's a lifestyle thing and i don't think the lifestyle even now let alone 20 years from now is very conducive to this so i am mm. happy to be proven wrong but i think it's over man no, <laughs> I don't necessarily agree it's over, but I yeah, definitely I think uh, didn't want to put it that way. So it just came. No, I think it is. I hope very it's much, not yeah, very yeah. much the last priority whenever anyone, anyone in power, yeah, when it comes to uh, them because they are not. It's not attractive, but again, yeah. it all boils down to the quality of your domestic. Circuit. When you look at India's mm. Sanji Trophy as well, this is doing pretty well. But mm. if you look at England's county cricket, Sheffield Shield in Australia down last three four years. Yeah, quality of cricket has been pretty pretty poor. And oh, is it the, even in Australia? It's been low. Yes, in Australia it's been low. The people who are succeeded are the ones who are big shots in the big bash. So clearly the the youngsters' mentality and drive. And rather your aspiration is to play for an IPL team or a big bash team yeah. or a NATO's T20 plus yeah. team rather than play for England, Correct. Australia, India. Correct. That may be a offshoot. Yeah. If they get picked for a country, I think they'll be happy. But uh, And from the I player's perspective, you can't blame them for doing that, right? True. I mean, for taking more that uh, choice. Prominence, yeah, more, more prominence. More prominence. I mean, more opportunity, right? I mean, so you play a test match. Uh, I mean, so if you're part of the test match team, so if you're somebody like a Pujara, Who's only mm. part of the test match team and not part of yeah, anything yeah. else? So the number out of games he gets to play in a year is less. Plus, he's at the highest level. Side out of mind kind of thing. Many people Correct. don't don't know him much. That's true. It's a and the money is also less. It has to come yeah. from always, in my opinion, by personal opinion. Administrators, players as well. It's very promising and almost uh, heartwarming for people like me to see Virat Kohli coming out open and endorsing this cricket and saying how five match five day cricket because there are talks of test cricket being condensed to a four day game yeah. to attract more people yeah. so that's not going that's not going to attract anybody and Kohli that way has been a good ambassador for test match cricket I mean he yeah. plays it aggressively at the same time he plays it with I mean so with I mean he's so at the Kohli, top of the game right you know, now Bumrah yeah. for the matter he has yeah, come exactly. out and so yeah. the test cricket has made him what he is now so Hopefully that, but the fact is of that uh, last year I remember. I mean, so the series that we played in India, um, I mean, we played to pretty empty. So it is yes, yes. Uh, that is, that he is might it. prioritize it, and he might want to. Ooh. I mean, uh, 
make India the best test team in the world, etc. But the people, and I mean, so that goes into a no. different topic of whether they were playing in the right grounds in the first place, right? Yeah, I mean, playing a Bangalore or a Chennai true, true. or a Calcutta, I'm sure you would have had a much more run, much more, yeah. maybe not full sense, but at least 50 percent. There are two sides to yeah. that argument, like all arguments, I think. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I'll not sidetrack the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Hmm. So I think mean, let's go back again. So what hmm. I came to know recently actually when one in one of our other discussions were how you are you seem to be attracted to the less fancy players yeah so you mentioned names like Dominic Cobb, Graham Thorpe yeah, yeah and yeah. to extent in recent England teams like uh, Alistair Cook if I'm not another name Plunkett Liam Plunkett Liam Plunkett for some reason so yeah. for <laughs> like the players who get the job done on most occasions maybe, but who don't look great on screen. So, so is that any special fondness for such players or the, what what attracts them? Because in my opinion, I in that England team, I didn't like anybody. And no, it's so not about anything yeah, so an interesting me, question so. actually. I mean, I didn't expect that. I think um, it's not about the fact that I pick players who don't look good on screen. So, in fact, I actually like... Uh, I mean the players with a bit of flair and and elegance, uh, but it's just that I mean you are right that I generally tend to support a bit of the underdogs, and it's not just about cricket. I think I mean, so, uh, so if it goes to books mm. or even movies, um, I will not be a uh, I will root for the second rung person <laughs> or the underdog, right? I'm, I'm trying to think of good examples of that, but it. It happens across the board, right? If you go to, let's say, uh, uh, so the Harry Potter series that I used to read as a teenager, mm. I was not a big fan of Harry, but of Ron, who was the second, second who was the right hand okay. uh, man or whatever. Um, mm. But uh, I mean, I do, do like a lot of cricketers for various reasons. Um, Dominic Cork and all that, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm just trying to recall what was it about him that I liked. Yeah, but that England team actually. Darren Goff was somebody who I yeah. loved, uh, I and think I think he still has. I modeled, yeah. yeah. I mean, so at that yeah. age, we are all. I mean, as Indian kids at that time, I mean, so we watch anything and we want to copy the copy, action. Yeah. So we had different stances each day, different bowling actions each day. <laughs> but at some point, I watched Darren Goff's action. I, I still think one of the best clean, yeah, actions. Extremely good side on for outswing, perfect, and he gets those yorkers. yorkers beautiful, clean, yeah. repeatable. Yeah, no nonsense action, beautiful to watch. Um, and Graham Thorpe, he was a, he was a fighter. <laughs> I like people like Mark Ramprakash. I'm not so very talking about England so much, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah but no, I think because that that team, that era of Indian cricket, late '90s, where people who are like Nasser, Nasser, and it's not just England. Like it's also fighters and it's India as well. And I think in general. Uh, India of the 90s or our mentality uh, was we were always seen as a bit of underdogs who were fighting right yeah. um, I mean subdued almost so yeah not exactly a, not so a strong you, team neither was it weak like a yeah, middling but we were bullied by everybody and we had to fight back fight was the sort of impression we had and it sort of carried that over into everything like uh, oh I mean so we need to yeah, show those big guys big over. Guys. and the thing is uh, I mean so you play against Pakistan they had these flamboyant fast bowlers you play against Australia and they had these aggressive players who would come and sledge you and they had some of the best players around at the time. Um, and you always felt that we had to 
fight and scrap and we had to i mean so we were we felt like underdogs so especially when we were traveling it's very different to the indian team now right i mean if i was a 12 13 year old who's in the team now and watching kohli and his team the aggression on the field and the sort of dominant attitude that they have right and we are often bullies i often now when i look at the indian team i feel simply for the other team yeah. <laughs> and i feel that we are pushing it too far and being aggressive sometimes um well uh, that was never the case in the 90s and the early 2000s right because we were always seen as this calm submissive guys who no, there there was the aggression which sort of sort of really bought yeah yeah yes which is why passion and aggression came from there but uh, sort of was a, a big change there yeah mm. but going back to why i like these sort of alternate play i don't know it is just the way i am i think i also like the greats i would love to watch a wasim or a shane won or a sachin of course or a dravid lara etc but um, i also would like a let's say dinesh karthik mm. <laughs> and 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 root for him to get back into the indian team um stuff like that right yeah. uh, and there'll always be something about the player that i really connect with it might be the game or it might be something about that person no right? I, exactly it's a personality it's not only about it's not only about the do. game exactly and somehow you feel that you i mean want that person to do well because you find some connect i mean at some level and you really want that person to do well and you back that person and you really feel down when that person fails and gets dropped etc and you feel sort of personally yeah, can get um when yeah personally validated when that person does well and you feel <laughs> happy and you and it's almost also you have a part to play in that person yeah exactly i think it's also because i mean as i'm talking i realize i mean so for a genius or a great player they don't need you to help them do better i mean they so correct they but then you have this almost i mean not almost it's a irrational sort of feeling that you can contribute to making a person play better i mean so i don't know whether you felt this i mean so when i was in so the for some players i have yeah, peak so. of my following of cricket i would feel that i needed to watch with a certain intensity for india to win <laughs> it's almost like though i'm playing for india yeah, as well yeah, yeah. and i wouldn't really take a break and i would sit there and i would watch and i mean if i let my mind wander too much i would and a wicket falls and usually that happens and i will sort of um, uh let my Probably. mind wander i'll do something and i come back and the wicket is lost and like oh my god it's because of you uh that because you more right? out of the seat and, and <laughs> so with the sachin so, and all that you know that he's a genius and yeah. he has billions of other people who are others so are hitting him on warranty his and he doesn't need your help to do well yeah. right but you have this irrational feeling that if it is somebody let's say uh, let me take another example um that uh, yeah whatever um, um so yeah so let's say you take somebody else who's um who you want to do well but is not yet of that level or whatever mm-hmm. um and you Who's want some? and you feel that i mean if you can do anything to help that okay. person and to align the stars align. and the energies in the right direction etc so yeah see, that person happened, as well then you feel happy uh, continues to happen as well so yeah. i think uh, so patan for example so you yeah. uh, i mean so you're a big fan of irfan patan yeah and when he was dropped i think you took it very personally <laughs> so, it's, yeah. so it's almost as though you were dropped yeah kind of i completely understand especially with irfan patan 